You're listening to The Beacon, on air and online, with your hosts, Randy B. and Freddie C. Hello and welcome to The Beacon. My name is Freddie C. and this is my hetero life partner, Randy B. <laughs> Hello, Randy. <laughs> hey, beginners. <laughs> and also today... We have the board... We and have board approved. Out on probation for the fourth time this year. <laughs> so, oh, man. I had a really interesting question. I think we should just jump into this episode. Right. Uh, my question was, what do wrestlers do with their wieners? Now, in this context, we're talking professional wrestlers. Professional yeah, wrestlers. Yeah. Um, I've been asked this question a couple of times, and honestly, you can tell a lot about a man and this how much he's been blessed by... What exactly do they do with it? If a man does not ask you what to do with what's going on down south, then, ladies, he might be a, a B-plus b- player at best. <laughs> now, B-plus. If a man comes to you and says, hey, it's kind of getting in the way, typically double-sided tape is the way to go. Oh, um, it's less man. painful. You typically sweat, so afterwards you can kind of take it off really okay. easily. Um, but I've heard things where guys will put their stuff in socks and then tape Stuff around the sock and the leg, but they got to wear certain kinds of gear around that. But if you're out there just kind of rocking just the, what they call trunks, which looks like a swimsuit, there's not really much you can do. So if you're well endowed, this best of luck to you. Trying to <laughs> land so in summary, uh, you got a mean wiener. You tape that. You got to tape, tape that. <laughs> you got to tape it down. You got to tape it down, and uh, if I wear some uh, some uh, some shorts or some pants, or if you're wearing just trunks there, then I uh, gotta help you. Well, there you go, Beaconers. We've learned yeah. something today. Yeah. We're loose jeans, people. That's all loose, I'm jeans. loose jeans. Those tight jeans. I don't Air know. Shake that leg. <laughs> shake. Oh, one, leg one leg at a time. One leg at a time. Oh man! Now this isn't the premise of the Beacon Podcast today, but I just felt like I should ask the the resident wrestling expert in the house, and uh, I think we got a pretty good answer. Yeah. But. Uh, one thing I really wanted to talk about, and I think it's hilarious, we actually had a podcast recording just before the release of the uh, teaser trailer for Rogue One. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, uh, I guess now is our, our time to kind of go over it. And, uh, we're about a week late. That was about a week end. late, but, you know, we're the beacon. We do what we do. <laughs> we do what we want. It's my body, I'll do what I want. <laughs> but uh, my first, the first thing that I took away, and it was like the only thing I really focused on, was the use of martial arts other than Jedi martial arts. All right. And remember what we talked about, the yeah. Terras Kasi? So I wonder if this is going to be, like, the implementation of it. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It was interesting seeing, like, it, he almost looked like a monkish kind of guy with a bow staff of some sort. But It's like Bruce Lee meet Darth Maul, kind of just uh, <laughs> out came that style. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, do you remember, have you ever played Soul Calibur? Oh, yeah? Do you remember Keelik, the guy with the uh, bow staff? That's what it reminded no. me of. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, anyway. Trending bow staff, I think Drunken Bow Raicho from Mortal Kombat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That was awesome. Oh, man. man. I was actually looking up Mortal Kombat the other day, and I had no idea that the original Sub-Zero died, and the Sub-Zero that we see is his younger brother. Or his brother. I'm not sure younger or older. I feel like I remember this. And... Scorpion is the one that killed the original Sub-Zero. Scorpion is some undead ninja or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because he's got a skull. And Noob Saibot is supposed to be the undead version of the original Sub-Zero. That's a lot of stuff, dude. Uh, yeah. That's a and lot of story ready, for a fighting game. Ready? One more. Oh, gosh. Noob Saibot. Now, if you flip them, it's Tobias and then Boon. Both of those guys were the ones that, I think, created uh, Noob Saibot. Tobias. Like, their last <laughs> names were Tobias and Boon. Anyway. Well, Tobias, it's actually Ed Boone who created Mortal Kombat, and then Tobias, hold on, I forget, I forget uh, <laughs> yeah, Tobias' yeah. first name, but they were the ones who actually programmed and created Mortal Kombat there 1 we go. Oh, the arcade. Uh, there. Actually, we Ed go. Boone's been in the game, like, if you ever played the first couple of games on a, like, the Super Nintendo, like, guy popping out in the purple shirt, whoopsie, and then, like, if you, I mean, you'd fight up in the bottom corner of the thing, if you press mm-hmm. select, when he came out, you go like a bonus hidden level. Wow, um, that's it. He's yeah. got it. Yeah, man, Ed Boone. All Ed Boone. If anyone's ever seen a picture of Ed Boone, he's just like ninety percent eyebrow. Um, <laughs> but Ed Boone is a man behind almost everything Mortal Kombat. So there cool, you go. Man. You learned something else there besides some junk, some literal <laughs> junk or figurative junk. Uh, you know, cover your ticket. Remember to tape your junk. But uh, take your junk, guys. <laughs> take your junk, guys. <laughs> that's gonna be the name of the. That's oh, the man. moral of the story. Take your junk. But let's go back to to the trailer. Um, what did you think? I like it. Um, I was very excited, and I don't. I mean, I the part that's still in my head is when everybody's running towards the adds. You remember that part? I mean, yeah. they're like starting killing people, but they're running towards them. It just it looked really awesome. We should have watched it before we started. <laughs> we should have, but we're not going to. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's whatever. Oh, I'm excited though. I'm very excited. Um. There was a tweet from Mark Hamill that said, I'm probably not going to have any lines in this movie either. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, so what I took from it was, this girl is clearly some rebel, a legitimate rebel. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the rebellion sees her as an asset and wants to use her for whatever she's good at, which is defying the Imperials. And the Imperials look like they're pretty, like, they're, it's really close to episode four. And I'm not sure if you know, but that lady, the older lady in there, is yeah. Mon Mothma. Yeah. She's kind of like the original leader. She's kind of, she started the rebellion. Okay. With help of others. But she was kind of like the one that said, we need to do this. Like, let's, let's get, of course, like, uh, Senator Organa, um, other people that were for the rebellion, different worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of combined this coalition, secret coalition, because nobody really knew. And uh, they made the secret coalition, which was the rebels, to fight the Imperials. And what we're seeing in this trailer is literally like, I would say, I wouldn't say it's the beginning of the rebellion, but it's definitely when the rebellion's been established for a little bit and... They're getting the plans for the Death Star. Yeah. So we get to see that, man. It's cool, man. I'm ready for it. It's going to be complete action. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see any Jedi. You don't think uh, so? No, 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 man. There's nobody there. And that's right. It's true. I mean, everybody went away after the third episode. And if we do see any kind of force power, it's going to be Vader. Okay, that makes sense. I don't yeah. even think or about the that. Emperor, but the Emperor is really kind of like in the background. I mean, there is a, a, co- a couple of seconds in the edge trailer itself where there is a hooded figure kind of kneeling down. Uh-huh. And you see kind of the, the cloak and like a hood over it. So, I mean, one would assume that 
they're not really certain on the time frame for when Rogue One's happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a time where there's no Jedi, so it could obviously happen after Order 66 in Episode 3. Right. Um, so the, the hooded figure could be, I mean, it could be Darth Vader at this point. Um, I don't think it'd be Palpatine, given kind of the stance that the hooded figure's taken. I mean, I don't think Palpatine would bat anybody, because he's kind right, of the, he was uh, the top guy. He's like the top guy for the Sith right now. Um, Do you guys know how long, um, how much time was between Episode 3 and 4? Do you guys know? <sighs> well, know. if we go, let's just go based off of Luke. Uh, oh, for yeah, episode I guess. Three, yeah, Luke I guess that makes sense. A newborn. He's like, and he's, he's like, like, what, roughly 20 something? So maybe 20 oh, Okay, years. so it hasn't been. I remember there was a joke about that because yeah. the, between three and four about just how, how aged Obi Wan uh, Kenobi's character was. Oh my gosh, you're like, right. McGregor, <laughs> um, to the Obi Wan Kenobi. Because apparently, like, it's only like. Apparently Luke's like a teenager when we get to episode four. Was he a teenager? Was he late teens. <sighs> to be honest, he could have been. Uh, I'm not really sure. I could look that up. But, it's all yeah. that blue milk, man. That's all he's <laughs> Blue milk. <laughs> Turned to a man really quickly. I was... I, I, okay, before we go oh, on. Okay. <laughs> I was really happy to see Forrest Whitaker in this thing. Oh, that's right. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. I love him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's great. He's such a good, like, background character. Like a that... poor man's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> 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 Oh, I remember they made a joke about how Han Solo, like in episode 4, he didn't even know about the Force, and it's only been like 20 years since the Jedi went away. Well, talk about some heavy propaganda. Yeah, it's true. To erase. And think about it, right now, a lot of of governments try to hide their tracks. Even schools, like UC Davis is trying to get rid of that pepper spray incident. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah, it's... You spent, what, $175,000 to try and get rid of a picture on the internet? So imagine... (laughs) An empire, oh. an empire who has complete control over everything, can yeah. probably decimate anything about the Force within uh, a That's year. That's really awesome, man. That's a good way to think about and it. And especially with forces like Vader and everybody hunting anything, any relics, and destroying anything that talks about the Jedi's. I mean, it's probably simple. I mean, at this point, how many Jedi are actually left? I mean, Rogue One happened between three and four. It's kind of the time frame that we're kind of led down. Um, how many Jedi's are actually, I mean, Yoda's obviously around, because they've been training Luke later on. Um, uh, Obi-Wan is still around, because uh, he's the one looking after Luke from before, but how many but, Jedi's look? I mean, at this point, Anakin and Palpatine kind of destroy every Jedi, so. Yeah. Now, with that being said, does the Force become a heck of a lot weaker, because of the lack of people using it, or what's the deal with that? Maybe it's just that they're not trained anymore. Maybe they still have it, but they can't, like, fully use it. So, this is probably not canon anymore. (laughs) And, to be honest, I'm going to use it until proven otherwise, until (laughs) the movies... The video game dude says no. (laughs) Yeah, if if it's specifically said, you know, that it doesn't exist. But supposedly, uh, there are people that the the Emperor employed to find Force-sensitive people and Mm -hmm. kill them. Yeah, that makes sense. So... I mean, it's completely valid. I mean, if you can sense it and have something or someone that's able to sense, you know, in this galaxy, there's a force user, go find him, kill him. Or bring him to me because I want to train him to be an assassin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, because, I mean, that's how the Jedi were finding all their... Yeah. The little guys. So if the Jedi's could do it. Yeah. Emperor Palpatine. That's really awesome. Dude, this is awesome. I love talking about this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's obviously not real. Yeah, it's not. You believe? I would have you believe. That's what, uh, that's what uh, the emperor would say. Oh man! But 
Yeah, man, I really like the story of it so far. What we saw it was very the klaxon alarm, the typical. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. There's gonna be a lot of war in this, and I think we're gonna follow uh, a, ro- a rebel cell. I don't think it's gonna be like a full on battle because they don't have the forces to do that. They yeah. have, they have to be like terrorists, unfortunately. They have to use extremely experienced people doing tasks that affect the bigger cause. So, for instance, stealing the plans. Like, you're not going to see, okay, we're going to fight them in Corellia and demolish the Empire. Like, they can't do that yet. Um, Where we do see some of that, actually, like, full-on battles, is uh, after Episode 3 in Battlefront, the book, which is canon. Okay. They're actually, in the first part of the Battlefront book, they're retreating. Because they're just, they're spread too thin, but they are full on battling each other, rebel soldiers and imperial. Cool. And uh, so, in that sense, you do see it. Uh, and, but that's after the, they blow up the second Death Star. So I think right now they're trying to get support, and they need to figure out how can we best do it. Clearly, there's there's two things. One, if we show everybody we can blow up this humongous destroying weapon, you know, the Death Star. Yeah. Um, we we show we prove we can destroy it, and we prove that we're strong. Yeah. At the same time, it's literally they need to get rid of it. <laughs> it is the one thing that that is destroying planets. Man. Yeah, it's destroying <laughs> it's destroying planets. And what's creepy, man, is you know fast forward thirty years, or I don't even know how how far in advance that is, but to uh, episode seven, like that thing destroyed how many planets in one oh, shot? That's right. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> That is crazy to me. It's like, awesome. Yeah, so oh, anyway. Good times, man. Um, so the two big things I've noticed is uh, going on kind of forum pages and kind of figuring out, like, what kind of get people, like, kind of the, the, the nerd people kind of behind everything for what's being debated. It's two things. Given the trailer is one, is Jin Erso, the lead female in the, throughout the entire trailer. Right. One, is she legitimate? part of the rebellion is she one of the, the founding people of the rebellion or two is the whole thing kind of a bit of a ruse in that she's pretending to be part of the rebellion to steal the Death Star plans to just give back to the Empire again um, so those are a couple of theories that have been floating around that have been fairly highly debated um, and then the second thing that kind of got a lot of people talking was some, yes, it's another Star Wars movie and we'll take as much Star Wars as we can possibly be given <laughs> but then the other thing is since we already know the outcome, this is a move between three and four in the series, are people going to be satiated enough, those who want more out of Star Wars Universe, knowing what we know and that it doesn't really matter what happens in the movie because we know what's going to happen in episode four? Mm. So those are kind of the two That's... big topics kind of floating around a lot of forums that uh, I kind of uh, read on after the trailer debuted. So the first one, so uh, the second point, um, is I think we can answer it very simply. The journey is the destination, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we can go hippie on that. And then the first one, where where what she might be, I saw it as she was actually being like ex- like blackmailed into getting these death plants. That's what I got from the trailer myself. I haven't read anything, but it felt like she was a little hesitant. She's not part of this rebellion. She doesn't want anything to do with it. So I but agree with you, you. I completely agree with you. And this is. I mean, this is just us, of course. Star Wars tells stories in a very, very Greek way. I think, um, in the sense of 
the, there's a hero, and the hero rejects their calling yeah. a few times before they actually take it. How many times did Luke reject it? How many times did Ray say, no, I just want to go back home? They reject it because they don't, like, they just, they're not comfortable. And in this sense, she's, she's not a hero. She looks like a criminal. Yeah. At least, in my opinion, I think she's in cuffs when she's with the Rebels. Yeah, they're like the very beginning. a deal or something with her. And I think what we're going to see is she's going to fight between this criminal and rebellion mentality. She's going to have to fight like, okay, this this isn't this isn't just a you know we're going to steal some plans and then I'm I'm taking off, kind of like Han. That's what I'm, I was about to say. Is this, this is very another Han. It's, it seems like another Han where she she <laughs> doesn't believe like spoiler guys. Kylo Ren's sister. Oh man. So, I mean, they didn't even meet in this, so Han Solo's probably still being a smuggler somewhere. Yeah, that's right. He's, it's his, yeah. he's, that's an upcoming tip. But the one thing Star Wars does kind of give us is it always gives us that some that kind of extra little twist that, yes, as a logical adult, we should see it coming, but as a Star Wars fanatic, we don't see it coming, <laughs> is yes, maybe she's being handcuffed, and yes, maybe she's forced to have to steal these plans, but you can't forget the sense of morality that every person has no matter if you're good, bad, or just kind of in between, that sense of morality is going to come to come through, and through that, when she's still in these plans, she got to think to herself, there's going to be a moment during the movie where she's by herself, and says, I'm doing this, and it's for a much bigger cause than myself. So that may kind of be the turning point of, okay, I'm going to do this with full gusto now, and <laughs> I might have had an offer from the other side to yeah. just give the plans back, right. once I have them. Oh, man, that's awesome. It's like when Han, when Han comes back... Um, at the end of uh, episode four. Great point. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. <sighs> so, another thing that we need to think of, and I'm pretty sure this is what we what I've seen, is these standalone films are not going to be part one and part two. They are going to be complete Oh, it's like films. a complete story. There's no part two of Rogue One. All right. That's, that'll be good. It'll, if anything... Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One <laughs> <or> two. <laughs> <laughs> so, these are going to be... Completed. Like, you're not going... If anything, it'll be like, okay, you've seen the destruction of the, the plans. Now, let's go outside when we saw Wedge Antilles in Rogue Squadron fighting for, you know, maybe in the same area. Yeah. But you're not... You already know one story, and it just kind of connects them. Or young Han Solo's origination. You're not going to... These are going to end. That's the part. That's the thing. And a lot yeah. of people... First of all, a lot of people are going to be confused because they're going to think that this is episode eight. Yeah, uh, that's what you can tell the Fairweather fans. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I episode eight. Shut the hell up. <laughs> you are a fake. Right, and I saw the trailer once, and I knew exactly the timeline. And people had to like make these these posters of telling everybody where yeah. it took place. I'm like, come on, guys. Uh, so, there, I mean, this is the first <laughs> time we see. An unorthodox thing coming out. Oh, well, I shouldn't say that because there was always the Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say like an, an actual movie. A full-blown cinematic movie um, that is not part of the trilogy, or the, the series. Yeah. The saga. That's pretty cool. So there's going to be a lot of things that we're probably not used to. There's probably going to be some things that carry over for every Star Wars film. Like there's like a, uh, a standard that they have to follow. Like no flashbacks. Unless it's a force flashback. You know, that that's, that's getting around that point. Because yeah. there's no flashbacks. They don't do that in Star Wars. Um, if you notice, every scene has some kind of, like, transition. 
Yeah, they like doing that. Yeah, so that's the thing. Lucas liked doing that. Uh, the crawl. You, you think know, the crawl's gonna be there? Maybe the crawl will be there. Yeah, um, it's not an episode. So it's I don't not. Know. So that's what I'm. I'm. I'm really excited. <laughs> so there's just so much I took. The main, like I said, the main point that I saw in this thing was there was another martial art, and it was oh. not uh, a Star Wars uh, Jedi martial art because Jedi's use different stances and different fighting styles. I was gonna. I do, I do think the whole martial art, the orthodox version, uh, kind of aids the fact that yes, there are literally. Jedi's are almost extinct at this point. Yeah. So there's no one to kind of teach them those ways that you were pointing out earlier. So there has to be this new form of, I don't know, you can call it, I guess, martial, Star Wars martial arts or yeah. what have you. But. It's the new Defenders or whatever. Yeah, so I'm going to hop into Episode 7 real quick. Who else thinks that Captain Phasma is going to be a... Okay, so let me just roll back. All right. One mistake that George Lucas made with Boba Fett was that he quote, unquote, killed him off. Oh, that's right, yeah. And he turned out to be one of the most favorite mm. characters due to his mystery. I mean, he only had, like, a few lines, if anything. Um, he is obviously a very skilled bounty hunter. But my biggest thing is how many... How, how, what do you think about Captain Phasma? Because technically they left her there to die. We'll just say that. In the trash which one, Okay, which one is... Captain Phasma? Yeah. The silver one in silver, the, the silver... Uh, actually, oh, okay, yes, yes, I know who you're talking about. Okay. I actually had a fairly lengthy discussion with uh, um, Biological Brother um, regarding Captain Phasma because I, we have a, a fan member who's a huge Boba Fett um, fan, knows everything canon, everything that's not canon anymore about the character and, and what drew her to the character itself. And it's, it's that level of intrigue, that level of um, kind of being a badass... Um, and talking to her about it, it's just that it was kind of a longing for more of the character itself. Mm-hmm. But then having these long discussions, we kind of thought, you know what? You got more Boba Fett. I mean, who do you think they got the entire clone army from? Where do we get, you know, Jango Fett from? Where do we, everything happened for a reason. Like, you got the background story of Boba Fett. You have Jango there. Jango was the basis of everything. Right. So you got more Boba Fett. You kind of got why he's so dark and serious because he sees his father get his head cut off huh. um, by like, Obi Wan, right? Slices his head off. No, it was um, Samuel Wait, Jackson. What's it? Mace Windu. Mace Windu. Slicing it off. So you figure that's kind of back, but was that enough? For the I think that was. Itself? I think it was a cop out. To be honest, it was. <laughs> um, well, it's George Lucas. I think what needed to happen was some kind of reviving of him. To be honest, what's happened has happened. We have no idea if he died. We never saw that. I mean, he had... I'm not sure. His his jetpack destroyed. Uh, I mean, you don't really get... I'm pretty sure he had a lot of weapons still on him. Right, and it says it takes him a thousand years to kill a person. So he might fight him off or something. I don't know. It's like Gandalf. Wasn't there books and graphic novels regarding him escaping? There I mean, those are all legends now, so I'm not sure if they're right. But yeah, he did escape. But let me ask you this. He had a daughter. Um, who uh, Boba's fat mother was, I think she was killed or murdered, and she thought Boba did it, so she was trying to kill him, and eventually she found out that he didn't do it, and she became like some intense bounty hunter. Don't know if that'll happen. Maybe it's Phasma! (laughs) If they already did it in those, they might do it here too. What if Boba gave her the helmet? But but like like you're saying, I mean, with Captain Phasma, was Captain Phasma a cop-out to kind of they wanted to create Boba Fett in a non-organic way with Captain Phasma. 
Phasma, I mean, uh, Boba was organic. People just drew him yeah. because of what he was. I remember there was a big push of so much merchandise pushing Phasma. And how how many scenes was Phasma honestly in? And how weak did Phasma look throughout the entire I don't think movie? she's done. I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think so. should be a bigger part of uh, yeah. hopefully 8 and 9. That'll be um, cool. but, but it's just it's so weak. But I agree with you 100%. Like, that's one thing that I was like, dang, this, this chrome-colored... Yeah. Stormtrooper, and then before you see it, like, she has one line, same kind of thing. Well, not one line, she actually has a few. But, um, one saying, uh, go, like, wires your helmet off, or whatever. Yeah, it's nothing crucial. But it's, it's, like, that, and then her getting her ass beat by Chewbacca. And then, you know, blowing up, or taking the shields down. That's all we see. It's kind of... And then... What I left as left as we can debut, there were so many memes coming out saying how they wanted to create Boba Fett with Phasma when they created a somewhat Boba Fett with the stormtrooper who called Finn a traitor. Oh, and yeah. That axe thing. Is, <laughs> that was Boba Fett-esque. I <laughs> made like a mini Boba Fett. Just a small cult following. This is a gif out there with calling him a traitor. With just, just him. And just working that like axe he's, thing. Uh, and it's like, he's pretty intense, man, that stormtrooper. This, this episode... Showed you how deadly they are now compared to what they used to yeah, be. Yeah, right. that's true. Right? Then but, this is what they should have been. But see, here's the thing. Maybe not because back in that time, in episode four, five, and six, jet or uh, stormtroopers were just normal people. Con- uh, is it conscripts? They they just went into the military, just mm-hmm. like how the militaries work now. In seven, yeah. these people were born into the empire. They, they were, taken they were away. trained from. They were taken away, just like Jedi, mm-hmm. trained from infants on up. Maybe not infants, but you know, children. And these people are skilled. They they're really good at what they do. So that riot trooper, when he beat the shit out of out of uh, Finn, I mean, it was a literal <laughs> beating. Like he, yeah. <laughs> who else wants that? So cool. Who else wants that that riot <laughs> baton thing? That thing was awesome. Oh man. <laughs> Traitor! <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Star Wars all day. Yeah. All times. day, every day, twice on Sunday. Twice on Sundays. <laughs> uh, so I bought the movie, man, and I've been watching a lot yeah. of the outtakes. <laughs> or not outtakes, the uh, bonus content. And it's so interesting to see the different forms of BB-8 they had. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's There was one where a guy was literally just pushing it around. Yeah. Kind of like a mechanical version with, with some... Uh, what do you call it? It's like a, it's like a, tr- it's like a trike. I don't know. He's like pushing it. And then there's another one who actually just moves his head, and then wobbles and stuff like that. And there's another one that was controlled. I think it was on a track. He just pulled it. I don't know. It's interesting to see all the different versions. See everything I'm talking and about supposedly too. the guys that built them were on set. And then JJ would say, "Okay, what kind of BB-8 do we need for this scene?" And they'd be like, "Oh, easy. Like we need the one that moves its head only and just wiggles around." And there was another one that was light, so that uh, when Finn picks him up, he can just... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's really easy. Huh. Yeah, so there was different versions. And, of course, seeing John Williams doing uh, his composing and stuff, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It, they talk about Ray's theme song. Yeah. And it's if you hear it, it's very female, uh, lonely. It's in a minor tone, so it's kind of sad. Um, minor scale, I should say. And uh, you just hear that lone flute. But then you hear like this great kind of, it almost sounds like a marauder, scavenger kind of song. But you should, you, it's it's amazing, man, to hear him talk about it. it, it supposedly he called, because he's an older dude, you know, he's, he's very jazzy. 
he called uh, J.J. Abrams. He calls him baby. Yeah, he's like, okay, baby, do we need to do <laughs> It's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. But, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's Star Wars. That is Star Wars. Before I, I think before we end this, we should talk about The Division. Just real quick. Oh, that yeah. we've been playing it? We've been playing The Division. <laughs> but, uh, I think this is a, probably a conversation for another time because it'll last a while, but the whole chaos and lawlessness in the city dude i think we're literally like there's only a few things keeping us civilized from going there yeah oh i think we should like i said that's another episode (laughs) but uh anybody who's out there who wants to play the division it is an awesome game (laughs) and maybe if i feel comfortable enough i'll uh Give my Steam name out, and we can all play together, <laughs> touch each other, and whatnot. Yeah. Tucker likes to play with himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, play with... I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and we're watching. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as always, if you want to chat with us, drop us a line on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Beacon Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And, of course, if you want to email us, you can do that at thebeaconpodcast at gmail.com. Oops. Uh, remember to visit us at thebeacon.com where you can find all our episodes and maybe some other things we don't know yeah. we'll figure that out but you can always leave us voicemail at 323-943-BEACON that's 323-943-2266 we can put pictures of Donkey up oh yeah, yeah just put sexy up. picture of the <laughs> should we do the uh, Japanese thing and blur them out a little bit <laughs> it's all booth 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 He's going to be taped down there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Tons of tapes. Tons. Well, anyway, this is Freddy C. This is Randy B. This is Donkey D. And remember, follow the beacon. You know what I miss? Animal sex. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie.